Prayer is a fundamental aspect of who we are as human beings because fundamentally we are spiritual beings created for a spiritual purpose. Now ultimately, for you to really get the most out of prayer, you have to first start with that point, which is that we were created. This isn't some random thing that's happening. There's, there's a divine intelligence behind everything. We were created for a purpose, and that purpose was ultimately to have a relationship with God. And prayer is how we nurture that relationship, how we experience that relationship, how we develop that relationship. And prayer has many ways that it looks like, right? Most people ask for things when they pray. <laughs> I'm guilty of that too. And, and, you know, in the Bible it says to bring our worries before God. And there's nothing wrong with bringing your requests and worries. But I want to give you a different definition for prayer, a different, more empowering, strengthening, edifying definition, which is that prayer is really just gratitude. You know, true prayer is expressing your thanks to God for all of the wonderful things he's done in your life. It is looking back at all the times when you when you could have had a way worse situation. You know, I think about my own life and man, I, I've had I literally have a note in my phone of probably about thirty times, no joke, when <laughs> I could have died, had some serious financial problems, could have been, you know, homeless, uh, disease, evil people. I mean, it's just how many times God has delivered me from death and brought me back to life. It's really insane. And I, and I know that you have that in your life, too, if you really take some time to look for it. And, you know, humility will help you recognize those moments. But gratitude will help you use them as evidence for stronger faith. So with prayer, you need some humility, you need some gratitude, and you also need some surrender. Surrender is trust, right? It's, it's our ability to let go and let God. It's our relationship to trust. And until you fully trust God and you realize who he is, it's, it's difficult to pray, to pray genuinely, because again, genuine prayer is gratitude, it's gratefulness, it's appreciation, it is giving God the due praise for Him being the creator of your life and being the morally perfect guiding force that's always moving everything for the good in your life, always. It may not seem like that in the present moment sometimes, but you know, that's the limitation of our own limited being. He always is guiding things for the good. And, and just that alone, just that thought alone, if you think about how many people are on the planet and how he's guiding everything, all the variables, all the things that are happening, all the people, it's still under his control. I mean, it's mind-bending. So you have to, you know, anxiety is when we lose sight of who God is. When we are under anxiety, we have forgotten who God is. And that's really important because ultimately, if you're anxious, you can't really pray. You know, praying when you're only when you're anxious is like going to the grocery store only when you're hungry. <laughs> Bad idea. You know, because what happens is if you just 
pray only when you're anxious to, to get relief or to get something. You're not getting the most out of your relationship to God, and you're not getting the most out of your ability to pray. Prayer is one of the most satisfying and fulfilling things that we can do. But it takes practice. It takes intentionality. And today I'm going to give you some tools to do that. But I wanted to set up a few important things conceptually before we got into those things. Because those things are easy. I mean, they're just practical advice. But how you approach it is very important. And again, when you have anxiety, you forget who God is because when you know who God is when you remind yourself who God is the eternal ever existing being without a cause that lives forever that generates life that was the creator is the creator that knit you in your mother's womb that orchestrated all your steps before you even where you were even born when you get in tune with that with those transcendent qualities Peace washes over you, and there is no more anxiety. Right? And the world pushes at you and tempts you with something to worry about, and then you get anxious, and you forget that God's got it all under control because he's magnanimous, and you get anxious again. Right? So it's a dance. That's the dance of life. But we have to try to practice our faith and our trust through prayer. Another way to do that is to read the scriptures because the scriptures are what God has said about himself, who he is and what he wants, and his character, you know, the life of Jesus. Those are all edifying things that we can take heart and learn and remember during times that are very challenging because we will have challenging times. That's, that's the nature of this life. So we have to remind ourselves who God is. And when we do that, then we're in a, in a place of peace, surrender, humility, and gratitude. And from there, prayer becomes less about getting things or manifesting things, as it's so popular today, and more about connecting to God, which is really what it's all about. You know, when you try to pray just to get something or to create something, you know, today the personal growth, New Age movement is so obsessed with manifestation and, and creating your life it's you know it's really that old forbidden fruit lie it's been around forever that you are like God that you can speak into existence you know whatever it is and it just comes around and it doesn't work that way it works that way for God but God's perfect it doesn't doesn't work that way for us you know ultimately we are in a co-creative dance with God you know God uses us to accomplish his will but if it's his, you know, if it's his will that you're poor right now, so you can learn some lessons, you could do all the vision boards and manifestation and listen to all the podcasts you want. You're not going to bend his will. Okay, Jesus in the garden, right before his trial, he prayed to be delivered from what was coming. You know, you, know, you can't blame him <laughs> to, to know every single detail of. All those horrendous things that he went through ahead of time. I mean, the Bible says that he was sweating blood. So imagine that level of stress. Of course, he would ask to be delivered. But in the end, he also said, thy will be done, not mine. Right? So if Jesus, who was God, can't bend the Father's will, then neither can you or me with affirmations, with, you know, saying in Jesus' name at the end of our prayer. 
it, you know, it doesn't work that way. It's God's will. God's will will be done. And if it's his will to bless you, he'll bless you. And if it's his will to let you encounter some trials to be tested, then there's nothing you can do about that. Rather, you should embrace it and strengthen your faith, which is difficult to do. But again, it comes back to those virtues of humility, gratitude, and surrender. Those are the three guiding virtues. So I want, with all of that, I want to set up the context for how you can develop a habit of prayer daily. And, you know, to me, it's it, it's easy, but at the same time, it takes work and practice. My suggestion is that you start with things that you're already doing. That's what I did. So, for example, eating. You know, I, you eat at least a few times a day, hopefully, right? Every time you eat, right before, take a moment to, to say grace, to say thank you, to get in tune with the things that you're grateful for. You know, th- this is a muscle you have to flex. And every time you sit down to eat, remind yourself there's millions, literally millions of children starving. Families that can't feed their children. When you wake up in the morning, it's another opportunity to give thanks. That's the first thing I do, at least I try to do, is say thank you. Just that's it. Just thank you, God, for another day. And get present to the gift that it is that you woke up that day. Many people didn't get to share in that blessing. And some who are still alive woke up to their family members who passed away overnight. What a horrible thing. And yet, you get to live another day. And we don't even think twice about it. You know, we're just immediately on our phones or off to the next thing. And just that little bit of presence and humility and gratitude for the gift will help completely transform your life. Because from there, you start noticing things. You start seeing things differently. And, you know, the the easiest way, again, is to attach it to a habit that you're already doing. That's how you build another habit. Make it easy. You make it accessible. And when you attach it to something you're already doing, it's easy. It's much easier. You know, when I brush my teeth, I thank God for giving me teeth (laughs) that are still functioning. Teeth are, you know, just horrible in the sense that they don't regenerate, you know, and so your discipline is key. And, you know, the the more you let them get damaged, let's put it that way, the harder and harder and the more expensive it is. So, you know, there's nightmare stories when it comes to dental health. So I'm grateful to have my teeth. I'm grateful to be able to go outside in a neighborhood and it's safe. Take walks regularly. I take walks usually after I eat lunch and dinner because it helps with your blood sugar. But, you know, just a 10-minute walk. That's the time to connect out to nature and get in tune with the miracle of life. Get in tune with the fact that you get to take a walk safely. And that you get to enjoy walking, that you have legs. You know, or that you have the ability to go outside and walk. I mean, it's just so many simple things to take note of. And so start with the basic things that you're already doing. Start with eating and giving thanks. Start with waking up in the morning and giving thanks. These days now, I have grown and developed that habit into kind of like a little movement slash exercise routine where I do some exercises. And I use that as a form of thanks and worship to get in in tune and, 
and speak gratitude while I'm moving and warming myself up in the morning. And I'm grateful for my body, for, for it functioning, for the fact that I'm healthy, relatively speaking. All these things, this is how you should start your day. Then you say gratitude before you eat a couple times throughout the day. Maybe you take a walk, that's another break of gratitude. And in the evening, before you go to bed, you reflect on the day and you, you give thanks for the things that you were given that day. Even the difficult things. You know, there's, there's only gifts and then there's tests. So the hard things, they're not just hard and they're there as a nuisance. They're tests. God doesn't throw anything at you that you're not ready for. So ultimately we can give thanks for everything, even, even the difficult things. So just right there, morning, I eat four times a day, so this can vary. But we'll use my example. Morning plus four times a day plus, let's say, at least one walk. That's six plus nighttime before bed. That's seven times a day that you can pray. Easily. And we're not talking you have to pray a long time. You'll develop in your prayer as you get more authentic, as you learn to listen to your heart and to to what you want to tell God that day or that night. But in the beginning, you just start with thanks. And as you flex that muscle, it'll get better and better. And that right there is seven times a day. It's not even that hard to build up to that. Seven times a day of a quick little gratitude break and check in with the Almighty. And that's going to refresh your spirit. You know, right now, I can't imagine going a full day without some sort of gratitude or prayer. I think I would go nuts. You know, and yet, (laughs) for the majority of my life, that's exactly how I lived. Without any concern, right, for God or, or for any of the things that He's given me. And so your, your spirit just withers away if you don't feed it with gratitude. Now, there's other things you can do to enhance your prayer life. I, for example, made a list of people in my life, and I add to that list regularly, but, you know, various people in my life, friends, enemies, <laughs> former co-workers, clients, you know, uh, friend, you know, close friends, not so close friends, whatever, however you want to make a list, but... Make a list and, and use it as an intention list and offer those intentions to God. Some friends, I pray for their health, for the health of their kids. Um, you know, Some people in my life, they're just militant atheists. They're bitter and they hate God. And I've had many disagreements with them. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, we're told to pray for our enemies and that's exactly what we should do. Because in the process of doing that, you open up the possibility that God may soften their heart, but also you soften your heart and it helps you forgive and let go rather than hang on to that bitter resentment or, or the you know, the last meaningful interaction you had with them. So pray for everybody in your life. And that right there, I mean, that'll take up, depending on how long your list is, easily another 10, 15 minutes. And I usually do that after lunch. So it's a nice midday break for me. Obviously, everybody's schedules are different. But that's another great thing is to have a list of people in your life and what your intention for them is. And then the last way I would say uh, that you can add to this is reading the Bible, reading scripture. Again, you know, we have an incredible asset in scripture because God has revealed to himself, to us about himself, about who he is, about what his plans are for us, about you know, what his character is like what he wants from us. 
These things are priceless pieces of information. But I'll tell you one thing. The first line of the Bible, which is in Genesis, is a test of humility and faith. The first line is, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And unless you really believe that, the rest of the information is sort of hidden from you. It's hidden in plain sight. And so that's why we come back to those virtues of humility, gratitude, and surrender. All these things have to be practiced on a daily basis. Prayer is a way that you can practice that because you can relate to God in all three of those ways. You, know, you can relate to him through humility, you can relate to him through gratitude, and you can surrender to him. But you have to practice those in your daily life as well. And it's, it's very difficult because our culture is very much based on pride, right? It's the opposite of humility. Everything in culture is literally the opposite of how God intended it to be. And so we have to make a conscious effort to live humble lives, to check in with God regularly. That's why prayer will help you with your humility. Reading the scriptures will also help you because it'll remind you to be humble. There's so many just timeless words in there about how man is dust and to dust he shall return, how we should not lean on our own understanding, how the heart is desperately wicked, how, you know, don't trust other men, you know, put faith in man, put faith in God. You know, we are just but a vapor. Life is but the wind that passes. I mean, it's just, it's really, um, it's it's some of the best reading, really the best reading that, I, that I've found. I never thought in my life that I would enjoy the Bible. <laughs> never, never I did. Uh, but when I came back to Christ last year, after some serious things that happened in my life, and I started, re- I didn't start reading the Bible right away. I had like a little Bible app on my phone, you know, watch some videos about different Bible studies, just phrases, popular phrases. And then when I, f- I finally got a Bible, I don't even know, maybe six months into my new journey. And now I read it every night. And it's, it's I love doing it. It's, it's the perfect way for me to wind down. And it's oh, there's always something that I learn. And there's always something that I'm reminded of too. Because you have to constantly remind yourself. And the Bible's full of reminders. It's it's great. It's a timeless piece of work. And there's nothing like it. I've read a lot of books. I've written books. Very much involved in New Age personal growth. And I can tell you that nothing compares. Honestly, I can tell you that. And I, I believe I speak with some experience. Because I really was active doing a lot of things in that sphere uh, of the New Age and personal growth and stuff. So... Reading scripture, praying after, you know, while you take a walk, praying in the morning when you wake up, saying thank you, developing an evening routine, having a list of people that you have intentions for, praying before you eat, using other opportunities to pray like, you know, when you're in the shower or when you are brushing your teeth, when you go out for a walk, when you're going grocery shopping. I mean, how many times do I go grocery shopping? I'm like, God, thank you that I'm able to afford the food that I want. And I can buy good food, too. I can buy organic food. I can buy you know, wonderful food. I mean, I look at my food like an avocado. And it's like God's genius, you know, that he invented the avocado. It's such a beautiful thing. And everything is beautiful that we can taste and enjoy food and look at it and enjoy its colors and its flavors and its textures. I mean, what a source of joy. 
And that's, you know, that is a constant feedback between you and God. You know, God gives and you receive and you give back gratitude. And through that cycle, you know, your, your evolution, your spiritual evolution will, will keep progressing. Your walk with God will keep progressing and you will strengthen your faith and your ability to pray. So even just that, all the stuff that I outlined, that's about, you know, nine or 10 ways to pray, or I should say nine or 10 times per day that you can pray. Start slow, start with grace before meals, something as simple as that, and let it evolve naturally from there. And pretty soon, you know, today I pray about an hour a day, which I never, I mean, combined with all those things I mentioned to you, I try to do all those things per day, you know, several breaks throughout the day, and it's probably about an hour if you include reading the scripture. And, you know, that's taken some time. That's taken some effort. And to me, it's crazy because it's like, really, that's all you can give God is an hour. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a lot. Uh, but it has taken quite some time, and I'm very grateful for God for empowering me to do that because it's transformed my life. It really has. More than anything that I ever did in, in my personal growth journey or you know, whatever else that I was doing. More than anything, it's just praying, developing a habit of prayer. So take it one step at a time. Let God lead you where he needs to lead you. And God bless. I hope it's been helpful.